Going over here. All right. So today's daf is daf kuf dollar page one hundred four in the Halakha Masechus Bavakama Berger Goizel Eitzim, and we are at the two dots, eight lines from the top of the Yomur. All right. We got the place. Beauty. All right. Somebody steals money. Swears falsely. Now, he wants to pay back. We say you're going to have to track down your victim. You don't just give it to the guy's son, the guy's messenger. Now we need a, this needs explanation. Let's get into this. Itmar Merland. We learned. Shliach shall so obey them. Yeah, we got the place? Good. If you have a shliach, Sha'aso, who was made, he became a shliach, Be'edim with witnesses. Okay. So, let's give an example. Let's give an example. Um, Michael lends me money. You walk over to Aaron, right next to you, say, Aaron, listen, <clears throat> tell him owes me money. I'm appointing you to be my messenger. In front of witnesses, you're my messenger. You go collect the money. Go get the money back from Tendler. Rav Chista Amar, Rav Chista says, Have a shliach. You're a shliach. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. Who cares? It makes a big difference. Because if you're a valid shliach that was made with witnesses, iron, if you're a valid shliach, so then as soon as I give you the money, I am absolved from all responsibility. It's as if I gave it, it's as if I gave it to Rav Michael. Correct, because he's your messenger. So you made him and you gave him the responsibility. If not, when I give it to you, I'm not paid back until it reaches your hands, Michael. Okay? And Nafkmin is going to be what happens along the way. All right? So, it has to be in front of two witnesses. Two witnesses. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Right, so over here we're dealing with two witnesses. So you, Michael appoints Rebaran to be a shliach in front of two witnesses. Rebaran says, Habi shliach. Then you're considered a shliach, and the moment I give it to him, it's considered, uh, it's considered a payback. Rabbi Omarava says, No, he does not have shlichas. Okay? So if I give it to Rabarn, and something goes wrong along the way, I'm not considered to have payback yet, and I still have to reimburse my korchista. Says, of course you're a messenger. <laughs> why else would why else would the lender get Adam get witnesses when he appointed a mashliach? He obviously wants it to work like that. I'll tell you because Michael is saying like this. He says, "Listen, I trust Rabarn. If you also trust him to bring the money back to me, Gavaldik, so then you can trust him." Or, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Meaning, when this is a fascinating idea because just because Michael appointed Rabarn to be your shliach doesn't mean I have to give him the money. I don't have to. I could still say, listen, I prefer to give it straight back to you. But the fact that I gave it to him could mean, says Rabbah, that you were just letting me know about Rabarn's trustworthiness. And you're saying either rely on him to bring it back to me, but not that it's paid back as soon as he gets it. Either rely on him to bring it back to me, or you can still give it to me directly. So if I do hand it to him, if I do hand it to Rabarn, it's uh, that's my risk. And says Rabbah, if it doesn't make its way back, I am still responsible. Tonight we learned in the Mishnah. Somebody borrows a cow. 
So I come over to who's next to pick on? Reb David. All right, Reb David, you're next. So I say I want to borrow a cow. You say, Beseder, I'll send her coming right up. Cow order coming right up. And you send the cow with whoever. The cow dies along the way before it reaches my property. Now, it could even be with a messenger that I sent to pick it up. Either son. Either the lender's son or the borrower's son. But the borrower is not responsible. If something goes wrong with the delivery, it's the lender's issue. Says the Gemara, What is the case of these messengers that are picking up the cow? <clears throat> if the borrower did not make Adam to pick up the, to make the messengers, so why'd you give it to the, why'd the lender give the guy the cow in the first place? Why did the lender give the messenger the cow? How does he know he's truly a messenger? Ella Dasvedim has got to be where the borrower appointed messenger appointed witnesses to that messengership. Tani Potter, and we still say the borrower is Potter. If something goes wrong, it hasn't yet reached his domain. Even if a messenger is there appointed with witnesses, he's not considered an extension of the sender. Kashler of Chista, which is a question on Rav Chista. Answers the Gemara, Kadam Rav Chista, Bishiroi Ulikita. Rav Chista. Explains the cases dealing with Peshirai, somebody who's a hired worker, Ulakitai, or somebody who is Melakit with him. Melakit really means, to, literally, it means gathered with him. Together, somebody who's a friend of his. We're dealing with somebody who is a, uh, who's known to be a close friend of the borrower. Now, if somebody's a close friend of the borrower, a close acquaintance of the borrower, a family member of the borrower, then there's less responsibility on the lender to ensure. That the person is legit. Right? The guy shows him his ID. He says, "Listen, you know, sometimes I try to do this. You know, when uh, I make a phone call, and my wife doesn't like dealing. Every relationship is different. My wife doesn't like getting involved in anything that has to do with paperwork or banks or airline tickets or whatever. Okay, so um, she has a Southwest Companion Pass." She has Southwest Companion Pass. So we had to change which kid was flying with her. We had to change it. So she doesn't want, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know anything about companions. I don't know about, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. So I have to make the phone call, get her, you know, I'm like, hi, I'm calling today on behalf of my wife. And that. So they have to talk to her directly. I'm like, what do you mean? I have the same name. I have the same name. You can see our accounts are connected and this and that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We need that person on the phone. Okay. Now that's with, people who are policy machers. Now, there are those who go above the policy where it's like, okay, I see the name Tendler, I see the name Tendler, Peseder. It's okay. We could, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you get away with it. So that's what Rav Chis is saying over here also, Beskir Lekita, that maybe we're dealing with the the person is a uh, close uh, family mem- member or a well-known acquaintance of, of um, the borrower. So in such a case... That's where we say it's going, he's going to be a shliach. But in another case, not necessarily so. Bottom line is, we don't have a challenge on Rav Chista's halacha. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't even have to give it to the messenger. Absolutely. I can, I can say. Uh, 
legitimacy, he still depends upon the owner to decide what it is. Yeah, yeah. If you're not comfortable with it, so you say, I'm willing to give it directly to the borrower. It doesn't matter. He's got the upper hand. Right? It's his property. He can do what he wants with it. If I steal steal money from somebody, I can't give it back to, this is our Mishnah, I can't give it back to the guy's son or the guy's, or the guy's messenger. So I steal money from you, and I owe it back. It's now two years later. You don't even know who stole it. I know, I want to do tshuva. Instead of giving it directly back to you, I give it to a family member. So he said, it's not considered returned. Something goes wrong, you didn't pay back. What's the case of you gave it to his son or a shliach? If there was no witnesses over there, so how do we know to believe him? The case has to be the asub edim, with that the case must be where even with edim, we're saying you don't give it to the guy's son and you don't give it to the guy's messenger. Either way, you don't give it over. Okay? So you see that even with witnesses, we don't consider the guy to be a kosher. Uh, uh, a kosher shliach. It's a question on Ruchista. Answers the Gemara. Tergbar Ruchista b'schiru elikite. Ruchista will give the same answer we gave before. Again, that this is just somebody who's well known to be acquainted with the um, victim of the theft. But maybe, 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 like we said before, if he would be a directly appointed shliach, maybe it would be different. Right? In other words, you can't give it to somebody who's like you know. I know you're very close friends with him. I'll just give it to you. Maybe no. It has to be directly appointed. Says Gemara, but what would be the Allah in a case where the messenger was made with witnesses? What would the Allah be? You're going to say that he is a shliach. We said in the sefer you can make him into a shliach bezin. Let's keep stick within the case and say like this. When do we say that if you steal something, you can't give it to the child? That's where the message that wasn't done with witnesses. Maybe Taka, you would be considered a messenger, and once you give it to the messenger, since he was made with witnesses, it is considered completely returned, and if something were to go wrong, you're off the hook. You fulfilled your mitzvah of I returned my, my, the, the thing that I stole. And so the Gemara, Amri, Amri, they said, no, the over, we, we, he doesn't know for sure what the case is. He doesn't know for sure whether or not the shliach was made with witnesses. Says the Gemara, shliach bezin, when we're dealing with the shliach bezin, laishnaso, nigzav laishnaso, gazlan have a shliach. It doesn't make a difference whether, whether the, the nignav or the gunav appointed him. Um, either way, psikale, we could give a, a clear cup sock that if you give it to him, you're off the hook. So let's say bezin paskins, yikes. Let's say, sorry about that. Let's say Bezdin Paskind that I'm responsible, I stole. They come, they cross examine, and a whole thing, and they say, you know what? This guy stole. He's responsible. So they appoint a Shliach Bezdin. A messenger of Bezdin is now going to go and demand payment from me. Everybody agrees if I give the payment to the Shliach Bezdin, that that's considered paid back. That's for sure. But what about a messenger, not of Bezdin, but a messenger of one of the, uh, one of the parties, the, either the robber or the victim? So then, But so this halacha of, are you considered a messenger when the victim 
uh, makes a mashliach. But what about when the robber makes a mashliach? That Leipzig, he wasn't able to uh, say with absolute certainty um, that the halacha is, it's considered to be returned. And Mamela, since he wasn't sure how to handle that, he only mentioned the halacha which was psikalei, halacha which was clear to him, and that was, if you give it to Shliach Bezin, you pay it back. What about the other ones? He doesn't know. Okay, again, bottom line is, how do we get onto that? Because we had a uh, challenging question on Rav Chista, what's halacha about appointed with, uh, uh, Rav Chista's psak about appointed with, uh, with witnesses, Rav Chista said, have Shliach, so we challenged that. And other people are saying, listen, we, we just don't end up with halacha psukah on that. We don't have a clear-cut halacha. We just know shliach bezdin. What about otherwise? That, that we don't know. Since we don't know, it's not a challenge on rochista. We're still left with our machlekas rochista and rab. And by the way, this place that we've gotten to is coming to exclude the following. Shliach bezdin aso nigzav loyaso gazlan. I also gazlam v'shalach halav not Allah shalay miyadai pater. The halacha is pater. Okay, it's considered like uh, like you paid back. So he does have halacha psuka. He does have a clear kapsak, but that's not following with our mishnah. Beautiful. Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Lazar mitavayu. Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Lazar both say shliach zol beinam avish shliach shliach. Maybe witnesses of shliach. When time of mishnah say no, and you're going to say, "Hi, what about our mishnah?" Which seems to imply he's not a shliach. We said it's not returned if you give it to the child or the messenger. I'll tell you, bimamsi loy shliach, that you didn't appoint him to mamish, um, go collect the money, but you are trying to entice the ganav to pay back. Bimamsi loy shliach. You want to make a shliach found, make it easier for the ganav to return it. The Omar lay. In other words, the, this guy says like this. This guy stole. I'm sorry, the, not stole. The, this guy was stolen from. So he says to a messenger, he says, listen. Ruben says to his, uh, to his messenger, Yankel stole money from me. Okay? Isli Zuzi Plania, so it's chazilei doma inishu v'loy mishkach lashdurebe. Says the Gemara. So he says, "I'll tell you what. Go to his house because I know he stole from me, but he's not paying back. I want to make it easier for him. If you go and say you're my agent, you're making the payment more accessible to him. Yeah, and you're making the." Right, you're saving face and you're helping his shuva process come easier. Nachon. Inami, or you could say, Kitarav Chista. So he didn't make him like a shliach to collect the money, he made him a shliach to cause the money to come back. Right? Inspire the Ghan of the payback. Inami Kitarav Chista, Ubeskira Lakite. Or you could say, like, of Chista, again, that we're not dealing with an actual shliach. With dealing with somebody who is close, since it's not an actual shliach, it's not considered to have been paid back. Amr Rabbi Ramashur Rabbi says, in the name of Shmuel, top of Kof Dalit Amr Beis, Eimashachem Mois Bid Yokni, Vafilo Edim Chasum Malaham. You should not send money back to somebody who you owe it to with somebody who is a Diyokni. Um, uh, Diyukni is uh, somebody who's in an official position, we'll call it. 
Um, because there's a lamdish azach over here. There's a the the factor over here is it's important that the guy not be a businessman in this area. He's a personal shliach. Not like, like a yeah, he's not an Uber driver. Of he's not an Uber uh, Uber Eats guy. Who who delivers these things? Okay. And even if there's uh, even if there's witnesses about it, okay. Now, what we mean by this is, it's not enough to rely on the on the uh, Uber Ganov guy. This guy's got an Uber to. To uh, return people's money, yeah, that's what he, that's what he, that's that's his business. You want to do tshuva? I'll help you get the money back. You can't just rely on that. You can't just rely on that. says, "If you have witnesses about this whole thing, so then you should send it with him." Okay. Now, obviously, the nafkamina is going to be about his status of a halachic shliach. Now, this statement is dealing with etza. This is dealing with advice. We're trying to give advice to, um, to the one paying back and the one receiving the money over to what extent should they go to take out insurance to make sure that they're covered. Either the money's coming back to them or that they actually sent the money and they're covered. Amri, they said, according to Shmuel, so what should I do? What should I do? Meaning, I give money to I I gave money to somebody. Now I want it back. So we're saying you shouldn't just like go to the Uber guy. So what what's the proper way to do things? Answers the Gemara. Kihadr of Abba have a masik zude bervesi barchama. The Omar Leiler of Safra bahadi the Asis. I sinu nial. I sinu Abba said to Rav Safra. When you come back, I want you to bring me money. Now, what happened was, Rav, um, Rav, uh, Rav Yosef Bar Chama owned, owed money to Rav Abba. So Rav Abba said to Rav Safra, make sure you get my money back. The guy who you're traveling, the rabbi you're traveling with owes me money. I want you to make sure the money comes back. When he went there to get the payment, so Rava's son said, Why should we give it to you? Where's your, where's your petek? Where's your paper? Stating that once we give it to you, we're paid off. Because otherwise it's a risk, right? So where's your paper? He says, I don't have one. He says, So he says, okay. So go back to whoever sent you. Go back to the, go back to the lender and have him write this kabalti. That uh, he got the money. You should know, even if he writes that you got it and it's paid off, it's not enough. Because it could be, even if he writes a letter stating that he got the money back, what if he dies before he delivers the actual money to him? And now the money is going to go to his orphans. So now his statement is worthless. And uh, his writing is not going to be valid, and, and we lost money that way too. Amarle, Valamaita Kantas, he says to him, okay, so we talk, I have a problem. We talk, I have a problem. 
So what's the takana? How do we fix this up? He says, Zil nakninu loch agav ara. Let him give you the ownership over the money through karka. You could make it like a kit called a Kenyan agav. Along with real estate, he's giving you ownership over the money. Now that he gives you ownership over the money, it's not like we owe him the money and you're the messenger. You know what it's going to become? We owe you the money because you're the new lender. He's going to give you the rights of collection. You're the new lender. And then you are going to write for us his kabalti that you got the money. And then whatever cheshben you have back, you have back. But what he's basically telling him is, I'm not accepting you as a messenger of, of um, Ravaba. I'm not accepting you as a messenger. Because even if you were sent, even if you were sent, what happens if Ravaba drops dead? So then there's no longer uh, the, the master in place to say he got it back. And now the whole thing is, is over a bottle and we lost our money. So he says, what you got to do in order for us to pay you back, let him write it over to you. You're the new lender. You're the new, you've the loans against you. And now that you have it, we're considered to have been paid off immediately. So Go ahead. That's right. So On the returning. A star with witnesses. Then you have a star that specifies who, uh, the guy who's going to collect. And now we not only have a star with witnesses who specify who's collecting, now he also has to be willing to uh, use his own land as collateral to guarantee. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Listen to this. Rav Papa was owed 12,000 Zuzim from somebody in Chuzai. So what he did was he, uh, he made a Kenyan with Rav Shmuel Bar Abba so that Rav Shmuel Bar Abba can go get the money back. He also nafak al tavach. And when he came back, Rav Papa was so happy that he he went out until the place called Tabach. He finally got his money back. It was so much money, but he had, basically had to give him over the the rights of the loan. Beautiful period. Two dots. Right to no, that's a, it's a separate halacha. In order, you see, you can't really give Kenyan of the loan if it's not here. Uh-huh. So you can't just stick with the loan itself. So what you have to do is called the Kenyan agav where. You, you give the, the guy who's going to take over the rights of the loan, you give him a little bit of real estate as ownership. And along with that, along with that actual real property, you say to him, and by the way, I'm also giving over to you this rights to collect the loan. But you can't give him the, you, you can't acquire him just the rights to collect the loan without anything of basis. So, so what you do is you do the real estate and you and you add the song. That's the that's the chachma that they're using. Okay. All right. So we said like this: the ganav has to pay back. What's he paying back? The principal amount. If he swore falsely by denying it, he's also adding on a fifth, uh, additional fifth for the false oath, as well as the carbon asham. We said, ah, uh, what if he can't find the owner? He says, all right. So go track the owner down. Go chase him all the way to Madai. Okay. Now, then the Mishnah said, this is only true where you got to go out of your way and spend money to return the money on the principal amount. Not if it's the additional fifth. As long as if you paid him back the principal amount and now he just owes the additional fifth as well as the Asham, he doesn't need a 
go through crazy expenditures, huh? Who doesn't know? No, in this case, he knew. In other words, we're up to a new case. We're up to a new case. The Ghanav knew who he owes the money to, but he previously denied it with a false oath. So you got to pay back the principal. you got to pay back the 20% fine. And then the, the ashram sacrifice. Okay? So how far does he need to travel to pay, pay all this up? The principal, any amount? But the, the Chaymish and Ashram, you don't have that responsibility. It says Gemara, Alma Chaymish and You see that the one-fifth is mamish, not just a fine, it's mamish uh, money. Uh, and if he dies, you got to pay the additional fifth to the orphans. Somebody um, owed the principal and the fifth. He paid back the principal, didn't pay back the fifth. Then you swear falsely again. You got to pay in the fifth to fifth. You see, the chaymish is considered money. Why? Because in the Torah, when do you need a, when do you pay a fifth for swearing falsely? You pay a fifth for swearing falsely on a chi of mammon, a monetary obligation, not against the knas or something of that sort. If I'm going to have to add a fifth onto the fifth, that means that even the first fifth was considered a monetary obligation. Steals from his friend and then swears falsely, and then he dies. His estate has to pay the principal amount. They got to pay the additional fifth. But there's no chiyuv of carbonashim. Why? Carbonashim is there to get a kapara. It's there to receive an atonement. And the heirs don't need to get a kapara. They don't need an atonement. So, but they they do need to add on the they do they do need to add on the fifth. Okay. Yeah. And therefore the children have no responsibility Okay To, to bring the karma um, Says the Gemara Are the inheritors or the heirs Obligated to even pay the additional fifth Says you got to pay the principal plus the fifth But not the, not the karma we skip the parentheses. Ramila's contradiction. I'm still going to say. When does a child not have to pay the additional fifth if his father steals and dies? That's where nobody swore falsely. What if the child swore and his father didn't swear? Or vice versa. Or both of them swore falsely. How do I know? That still, the child doesn't need to pay back the additional fifth. Only need to pay the additional fifth of you, mama stole it. Talmud Leimar, Asher Gazal ve'Asher Ashak. Vuhula Gazal vuhula Ashak. Anytime you didn't steal and swear falsely, you do not have the additional fifth. So you see from here, bottom line, that a Yerush is never responsible to pay the additional chaimish. So why are we saying that if a father dies, the children pay back the principal, they pay back a fifth, and they don't bring an Asham? Ask the Gemara, they should pay back the principal, and that's it. That's it. They shouldn't have to pay back the additional fifth. A child doesn't pay the additional fifth for something that his father swore falsely on. Mammon. That's right. And there's a steer on what we just said before. Because before we said a kanas is considered a mammon. How do we see that? Again, because if the kind of paid back the principal amount and then didn't pay back the fine, the fifth, didn't pay back the fifth, and swore falsely about that, you're going to pay a fifth on the fifth. You only add a fifth on a monetary obligation. So which one is it? Is it a monetary obligation or is it like an atonement payment? Amrav Nachman Kan Kan 
Okay. If the father who died admitted that he swore falsely, so now his estate becomes indebted, even with the additional fifth. But the other case, it's where he never, um, he never admitted. Since he never admitted to it, and uh, swearing falsely, so we never added on the chaymish in his lifetime. Since we never added on the fifth in his lifetime, then the children do not need a pace. One second. <laughs> we said he's not. He never admitted to this. Since he never admitted to this, he's not going to pay the extra fifth. Says Gemara. One second. Didn't he pay back the principal? Which is So then he shouldn't even pay the principal. Why did he? Yeah. You're right, you're right, right. The case is he didn't pay the principal. That's not true. But we're obsessed with the fifth. Right? We're like, what's with the fifth? Because we're saying the Karim is The principal's already paid. We learned also learned the Brisa. When does a child pay for the principal amount that his father stole? Where both he and his father swore falsely about whether or not the father stole the item. How do we know that still you need to pay the additional chaymesh? Yesh Talmud. I'm sorry, uh, I lost the place. And was sitting, he was teaching this over, and Ravuna's son said to him, Yesh Talmud Kamar what does my father mean, what does my master mean, when he says, Yesh Talmud, that you need to look deeper into this, right? Yesh Talmud, like you, you got to study this up. Do you mean, are you, do you mean Yesh Talmud, that it has to be learned up to be understood differently? Uh, or, you, or do you mean, Yesh Talmud, that it's paid up, our master is saying. I don't understand what it means. Uh, is it Yesh Talmud or Yesh Talmu? He didn't. He's like, I'm not sure I heard you right. I'm not sure which one it is. Okay? Amar Leis, he says back to him, no, what I meant was Yesh Talmud Ka'amina. Yesh Talmud, which means there's other ways to understand this halacha. Other ways to understand this halacha. Which is, and again, what mission are we going on? Where somebody, where a father stole and then he swore falsely, or the son swore falsely. And the reason why he needs Talmud, the reason why he needs, to, needs the further and deeper learning is because there are, uh, there are other psukim involved that need, to be, uh, that need to be darshan, that will tell us that only when the father swears falsely is there additional chaymesh, but not by the son. Bottom line is, this b'risa could very well be dealing with a case where nobody was Maida. Nobody agreed that, the, that he stole it. Huh? Beautiful. That's the Gemara's question right now. So it says the Gemara, because we just proved, because we just proved that there's no, not necessarily any sort of confession anywhere, where is, it, where is their payment in the first place? Beautiful. It says the Gemara, you're right. Elamai what does it mean he didn't admit? It means the father never admitted to Stealing, and then the father died, and then the son says, "You know, I, I know my father did it." So then we say, since he admitted, listen to this: Why is there a principal payment? Because the son admitted the father owed the money. So you're going to have a principal payment. What about the additional chaymish? No, 
because the son didn't steal. Didn't steal. So since he didn't steal, swearing won't matter. Because the only time swearing matters is if you're denying your robbery. Over here, since the son didn't steal, the whole chaimish never, the whole shvua idea doesn't start. Okay, so he's saying the son is now saying my father stole. So even if he did swear falsely, doesn't matter. Beautiful. Exactly, and that's the case we're looking for, where the Karen is paid back, but there's no confession for the additional fifth. And we're, this is exactly what we were trying to find, a scenario. Okay, so exactly. So the son did pay, not the father. Says the Gemara, the Nechai of B'nai Chaymesh Okay, why isn't the son paying the added fifth? Touching on what uh, Reb Michael was asking. Okay, if, if the son did swear falsely over here, now what, what did I respond to you? It doesn't matter, he didn't steal. Says the Gemara, okay, fine, he didn't steal. But if he is admitting now to pay the principal, and he took an oath, so why not add the Shavuah? So, because there's no, there's no Gazela, there's nothing, nothing to throw on to him. Yeah? Um, the, uh, the son originally swearing that he doesn't owe money is not causing the victim to lose any money anyway because it's not here. The only time uh, an estate has to pay for a robbery of somebody is if it's still in existence. It's still around. Let's say you have somebody who stole in 1989. Stole money. And they pass away in 2024. They stole cash. That cash is not around anymore. Okay? You're going to start telling the children that you need to pay me back for a robbery your father did 40 years ago that's not even here? So, the, so it could be in civil law, could be possibly. But uh, in halacha, you have to give back the item that you stole. If the item's not here, you can't demand the children uh, pay. It says, So then we're back to how they pay any principal. If there's no theft, Okay, I'll tell you why. Because you have property that has a chryas, property that has lien, and that does remain long term. That does remain long-term responsibility of the state. What does that change? Bottom line is, the father stealing is considered a verbal loan, how he got the money. And that's never paid back for anyway. They explained, we now turn to the top of tomorrow's daf, what happened was the father had a court case, he was found to be uh, guilty, and then, and then um, he died. So that's where the son needs to pay. Says Gemara, I don't understand. If there was a court case, then Bezdin Paskind, he's got to pay back the principal, plus he's going to add a fifth for swearing falsely, plus the Asham. That means this fifth is already judged, even if the father dies, let the estate even pay the additional fifth. No, you don't pay an added fifth for Kfira, uh, for denying Shibur Karkois, Something which would have a lien on the land. Which the bottom line is the child has no personal achrayas over here. Father, the, the child has no personal achrayas. He didn't steal anything. What does he need to do? He needs to make sure that if his father's estate owed money, that money is 
that money is uh, paid back. When the father, though, swore falsely, what was he swearing? When you swear falsely, what are you swearing? You know what you're saying? That the victim has no rights to my land. Because, we, again, what do we say? The item itself is not here. So basically what you're doing is denying a lien. Kfir Ashibir Karkois. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, let, let's... Right. But, but he has real estate backing it up. There's a lien now. On this land, on his real property. So when the father swears falsely, he's just denying that there's a lien on his property. Because again, right, you're saying the item is not here. So he's just denying a lien. When a father denies a lien on something, that's not the same level of like taking to start saying that the estate has to, uh, has to cover those expenses. Let's do one more short piece. Rava Amar, Rava says, uh, I'll give you the case where the, the um, principal is paid, but not the chaymish. Maybe whatever the father stole, he is still around and he gave it over to others. So the principal amount, which is actually here in existence, is going to go back to the original owner, the Ha'isei, because it's, it's, it's alive and well, so to speak. Chaimish, but the additional fifth lay mishalim. You're not going. The, the son does not inherit that responsibility of the of the robber dad. Why? bekushta ishtaba. When the uh, when he swore, he swore bekushta. He swore with truth. yada, because he did not know. He didn't know, which is a, exactly son didn't know. So what happened was like this. The father stole money and gave it to somebody. How's the husband, how's the, you think he's going to go over to his son and say, listen, uh, I stole money, and by the way, it's by uncle? No. The son's supposed to know. So the son says, listen, my, uh, my dad didn't steal. I've never heard of such a thing. He didn't steal. And that's why he denies it. He firmly believes that. If somebody believes they're telling the Emma's, and it turns out that they were mistaken, they don't add a chaymish. You did swear falsely, but there's no there's no uh, penalty of the additional fifth, huh? He, he swore truth. That's right. At that time, for for what he knew, for what he knew, he uh, he swore uh, truthfully, and therefore there's no obligation of a carbon asham, and there's no obligation of the additional chaimish. Okay, we'll hold it here, Bashem. We're going to pick up from the two dots tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.